A warm welcome to Holy Trinity Lutheran Church in Chicago on this, the fifth Sunday of Lent. In today's gospel, Jesus says, I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. Because of God's love for the world, because of God's love for all people of the earth, we welcome all without exception. Whoever we are, whoever we love or marry, whatever the color of our skin, our gender identity, the way we vote, the way we see the world, the way we are holding up during this pandemic. We welcome one another with the grace and acceptance that Christ shares with us. Let us now gather our hearts together for this liturgy as we prepare for the gathering hymn.
The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Let us pray. O God, with steadfast love, you draw us to yourself, and in mercy you receive our prayers. Strengthen us to bring forth the fruits of the Spirit, that through life and death we may live in your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from Jeremiah. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant that I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, a covenant that they broke, though I was married to them, says the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law within them. I will write it on their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people. No longer shall they teach one another or say to each other, know the Lord, for they shall all know me. From the least of them to the greatest, says the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and remember their sin no more. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God.
A reading from Hebrews. Christ did not glorify himself in becoming a high priest, but was appointed by the one who said to him, you are my son, today I have begotten you. As God says also in another place, you are a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. In the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to the one who was able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverent submission. Although he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered. And having been made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him. Having been designated by God a high priest according to the order of Melchizedek. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. Let your steadfast love come to us, O Lord. Save us as you promised, we will trust you. steadfast love come to us, O Lord. Save us as you promised, we will trust your word. Unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Let your steadfast love come to us, O Lord. Save us as you promised, we will trust your word. The Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Now among those who went up to worship at the festival were some Greeks. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and said to him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew. Then Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly, I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Those who love their life will lose it, and those who hate their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, there my servant will be also. Whoever serves me, the Father will honor. Now my soul is troubled, 
And what should I say, Father, save me from this hour? No, it is for this reason I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd standing there heard it and said it was thunder. Others said an angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered, This voice has come for your sake, not for mine. Now, now is the judgment of this world. Now, the ruler of this world will be driven out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. Jesus said this to indicate what kind of death he was to die. The Gospel of the Lord. To you, O Christ. Warning. Warning. This sermon is going to be dirty. Hold on. I don't mean dirty as someone who hasn't had a bath or some kind of dirty thoughts. I'm intrigued by dirt, by soil, by earth. In fact, I've brought a canister of dirt along today to honor during this sermon. I have a book that I love called Dirt, A Love Story. 38 writers get down to earth. And to me, the most compelling image in today's readings is the grain of wheat, the seed buried in the earth. In what looks like death, Jesus says new life comes forth. Now usually the seed is the star of this gospel and of this metaphor, but I think it's about time that earth, soil, gets some attention as well. Surely God loves dirt. Surely God loves earth. We are earth creatures, really, formed from the dust of the ground. That's the way Genesis puts it. And one of our earth siblings, Jesus, through his burial in the earth and then his rising, shines with divinity for us. And more than that, Jesus, the seed planted in the earth and rising into resurrection, is an image of our own baptism. Novelist Barbara Richardson, quoted in this book called Dirt, a Love Story, writes for thousands of years, humans have looked to the heavens for inspirations. And even in H.T. Lakeview's sanctuary, there's blue at the top of our space. But she posits, this might be one of our greatest mistakes. We project whatever we want onto the skies. Maybe that's true for religion too. But when we look instead to earth, we get a different message. You can't fool dirt. Earth gives us other truths. Intricacy, impermanence, interrelationship, humility, 
After all, the root word of human and humility is humus, meaning soil, meaning earth. So let's let the poets help us for a moment. Mary Oliver writes, the God of dirt, yes, you heard that right. The God of dirt came up to me many times and said so many wise and delectable things. I lay on the grass listening. What would the God of dirt say to us amid the unimaginable losses of the past year? Like the blood of the murdered Abel crying out from the ground, there is much to lament. Inequities stemming from centuries of racism, a disproportionate emphasis on individual rights and politics over the common good, resulting in a shameful number of deaths. Remember that you are dust, the god of Ash Wednesday, the god of dirt, reminds us. But such humble remembering is paired with lament, a biblical expression of grief and sorrow. Many of the psalms are written in the form of a lament. A lament. Our recent hymnal and our new supplement, All Creation Sings, both of them have sections of lament songs and hymns. How, Lord, how long, O oh Lord, how long? This is the language of lament. In a few moments, we as a community will lament. We will lament the nearly 2.7 million spouses, parents, grandparents, children lost worldwide in this pandemic. We will light 27 candles on the altar, one for each of the 100,000 lives lost. And I invite you during that time to light one or more candles in your home as well. We also lament the increased violence against Asian Americans, particularly the recent killings in Atlanta. The ELCA Conference of Bishops declared today a day to lament and to express solidarity with and support for Asian American victims of violence. We each have our own stories, our own connections as well. In various ways, the past year has worn us down, chipped away at our optimism, forced us to face mortality and vulner vulnerability in new ways. For some these past months have intensified anxiety and depression, the seeds of which may have already been there, but now keep them awake at night, waiting for a new day, longing for spring. Maybe now we're living closer to the rhythm of nature than ever before. In the book of Hebrews, Jesus is depicted as a high priest who is able to sympathize with us in our weakness. When crucified on a cross, he offered up prayers with loud cries and tears, our Hebrews text says. Sounds like lament. And in the gospel, some Greeks come to Philip and simply say, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. All through his gospel, John is opening our eyes to see God revealed in vulnerable human flesh in the Word made flesh, 
in this one full of grace and truth. And now, with the events of Holy Week drawing near, we hear the words, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Finally, enough earth. Give us some sky. Give us some spring. Give us some glory. Except, except in John's gospel, Jesus' glory is his dying and his rising. Together, it's the victory we celebrate on Good Friday. The reason we lift high a cross as it's carried in, the triumph of the cross. Or as one hymn we all grew up singing, in the cross of Christ I glory. To be sure. To be sure for all of us in different ways, there is a loss, a letting go, a kind of death as the seed is planted in the soil. It is the mystery of life. In churchy terms, we call it the Paschal mystery, the Easter mystery. Jesus is the seed planted in the earth. We, buried with him in baptism, we rise with him to a new life. The pattern of the seed, the pattern of nature, the pattern of Jesus dying and rising is the pattern of our lives. Back in 2005, Sister Dorothy was martyred in Brazil for standing up for the rights of the poor in the Amazon region. So much to lament in that story. Nor Dorothy knew that she may lose her life because of her gospel-centered faith. After her brutal death, one of her colleagues told an audience that Dorothy was buried in the land, the land in the Amazon region that she loved so much. Then after pausing, the colleague went on to say, actually, Dorothy was not buried. She was planted. Her work continues to grow. Change is happening in that region. With that metaphor, the, the audience sat in stunned silence and then finally applauded, imagining the planting of Sister Dorothy and the new life that came from that. For the past couple of weeks, I've been looking down at the earth. <laughs> Maybe you have too. Looking down at the dirt and little by little, seeing green shoots come up. And today in our HT Lakeview garden, small little yellow daffodils. Is there any greater miracle than this every year? I hope it is not lost on you that just yesterday was the vernal equinox, the first day of spring. This is also true for us earthlings, as one lovely Easter hymn puts it, when our hearts are wintry, grieving or in pain, your touch can call us back to life again. Love is come again like wheat arising green. Divine love for this earth, divine love for all creation, divine love for humankind, this divine love, the hope of our world. So, dear people, reverence the earth. Love the dirt. Honor the soil. I'm only half serious, but let's call a spiritual moratorium on stigmatizing dirt. Put your belly on the ground. 
and say thank you to the earth. Let the God in heavens take care of the stars, Richardson writes. We, along with scientists, we, along with artists, we, along with poets, are called forever to love the earth, the dirt. So look down. On your walk through Chicago, look down at what's coming out from the dirt. And remember that you are part of nature. But yes, do look up also this day to Jesus lifted high on the cross, a sure sign of spring, a sure sign that the world is becoming new, and hear Jesus' words to you, and I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. I know, I get it, we are weary. We are Lenten people, we are lamenting people, ready and eager, ready and waiting, ready and longing for the God who blesses earth with springtime, ready for God to shine within our world anew, ready for God to bloom within our hearts again, ready for Christ to draw us to himself. Oh, blessed earth. Oh, blessed spring. Amen.
let us confess our sins in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your holy name, amen. God, who is rich in mercy, loved us even when we were dead in sin and made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Almighty God, strengthen you with the power through the Holy Spirit that Christ may live in your hearts through faith. Trusting in the promise of God's abundant mercy and love, we join our hearts to pray and to lament. We grieve the 2.6 million lives lost to the coronavirus worldwide. We lament the loss of employment and livelihood. We mourn the weight of isolation and loneliness. We recognize patterns of privilege and systems of discrimination. We see your creation destroyed by carelessness and greed. We fear the uncertainty of the future. We long for the day that we can hug eat, drink, and worship together in person. With Martha and Mary of old, we weep. With the psalmist and all your faithful ones, we cry to you.
Hear us, O God. Console us with your presence. Give us your life. Hear these words and receive their power. God, the creator, formed us as creatures who live and love and die. God, the savior, lived a human life and joined us in death. God, the spirit, holds us in the eternal body of Christ. On this fifth Sunday in Lent, let us offer both our laments and our petitions to God. O oh God, we lament that over the past months, many Christians have not been able to assemble in person for worship. Many believers have languished alone. And we pray, strengthen Grady and Courtney preparing for baptism and all Christians in every church around the globe in the covenant of their baptism. Let us pray. Lord, Lord have, have mercy. Faithful God, we lament that by indulging in our own desires, we have misused your creation and have worsened the poverty of others. And we pray, continue your care for the earth you have made, protect animals and their habitats, Grant weather that prepares the soil for seeds and shelter all lands from violent storms, flooding and wildfires. Let us pray. Lord, have mercy. Righteous God, we lament that as a nation we have not ensured justice for all and equal access to freedoms and to the necessities of life. We lament ongoing prejudices and violence on our streets and in our homes. And we pray, bring an end to warfare and terrorism. Imbue our courts with truth and wisdom. Guide citizens throughout the world to shape communities that reflect your mercy, justice, and peace. And give them creativity to work for the welfare of all. Let us pray. Lord, have mercy. Benevolent God, we lament the sufferings of people the world over. We lament the sorrows of the pandemic. We lament hunger, homelessness, and loneliness. And we pray, end this pandemic. Provide vaccinations to all persons around the earth. Guide us in healing the sick, welcoming the migrant, feeding the hungry, and living with others in harmony. We pray especially for those we name in the chat or by unmuting.
further we've Let us pray. Lord, have mercy. Compassionate God, we lament the hopelessness that afflicts so many people. We lament the anguish of refugee camps, of overcrowded hospitals, of unhappy homes. And we pray as this Thursday, we celebrate the Annunciation of the birth of Jesus to Mary. Instill in us gratitude for your presence among humankind for holding us through sorrow, and for leading us into joy. Let us pray. Lord, have mercy. Mothering God, we lament the countless who have died of COVID and the diminishment of life that so many have endured. We praise you for those who have given us words for our lament and our praise, especially Blessed Mary, Thomas Cranmer, and Oscar Romero. At the end, bring us with all who have died in Christ into your everlasting presence. Let us pray. Lord, have mercy. We entrust ourselves and all our prayers to you, Father of glory, in your bountiful spirit, and in the name of Christ, our great high priest, now and forever. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. A few announcements this morning. Following our liturgy, liturgy today will be our Small Bites Forum, which is about a half hour. And today is part two uh, with the theme, These Are Uncertain Times, So What? You're welcome to join, even if you weren't with us last week. There'll be a brief summary. And our leader, Ryan LaHerd, will join us in a continued discussion on the book based on Jewish thought and how embracing uncertainty and not knowing can enhance our sense of wonder. Believe it or not, next week begins Holy Week with Sunday of the Passion, Palm Sunday. There's information about all our liturgies, both in person and online both at HD Lakeview and at HD Loop, both in our weekly e-news that came out on Friday as well as on our website. But what will be unique this year will be we will be having several opportunities to gather outside for about a five or ten minute blessing of palms. So you're welcome to join us at our garden here. There'll be ample parking on Sunday morning next Sunday at 8.30, which would give you time to get home most of you probably for the 9.30 service with a palm or come after the service at 11 o'clock and receive a palm as well. Finally, please note that there is a volunteer opportunity this coming Tuesday at the Lakeview Pantry. And again, we welcome all, especially newcomers, 
regardless of what you think of organized religion or your connection to church or whether you've even been in our building, there is a place to sign up uh, as newcomers to get more information as, and as well as a link if you'd like to give an offering this morning. Again, blessings to you as we uh, eagerly await the celebration of Christ's resurrection. May Christ who calls you to take up your cross give you strength to bear your own and one another's burdens. And may God bless you now and forever in the name of the Holy Trinity, one God.
Go in peace. Remember the poor. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. At this time, I invite you to turn to gallery view so we can see one another as we prepare to share the peace. The peace of Christ be with you always. And also with, and also with you. Be with you. Peace, God's peace. Peace. peace, everyone. Peace, peace be with you. Peace, Pearl. Peace, everybody. Peace. God's peace. Peace. peace.